You know, he was asking for trouble right from the beginning, Jesus this is. I mean, you heal people, you give sight to the blind, you walk on water, you multiply bread, and people are going to follow you. They, they, that's, that's the one I want to follow. Uh, but Jesus was sent to Jews, right? He was, he was a Jew, and he was sent to continue this ministry to the Jews, and he himself was a Jew, and he's preaching to the Jews. Now, Paul just wrote us a letter a few seconds ago, and you, we heard that, how important it was for him, Paul, who is a convert to Judaism, to preach to the Jews and not the Gentiles, because the Gentiles were out of the, this, the scope. But Paul's mission, mission is different. Paul is a Jew, and he knows how important it is that the Jews receive God but those who don't receive God, as he has preached, Jesus Christ, Paul says, I'm going to go back, I'm going to go to the Gentiles. I'll go to the outsiders. Now that is very important for the theology of today's scriptures because there are no outsiders for the Creator. There are no outsiders. There, there, there's no division because of different religions. We just heard Father um, from Aleppo speak a little bit about the persecutions in Syria. Well, that, those persecutions go on in, in our own country, our own streets, and throughout the world. So it's not unusual for Christians to be isolated and looked down upon. And that's you and me. Okay? We're, we're, we're not getting any great uh, awards for being Christian. We're, we're getting the cross. We're getting beaten up verbally and politically, you know that, just because you believe in Jesus Christ, just because you, you practice your faith. And again, as our guest said a few minutes ago, uh, you can't practice your faith in certain countries. You can't even go down the block in front of a church, if there is a church there, and make the sign of the cross. You'll be targeted. So now you, you, got, you got Paul's idea of, I'm being rejected by Jews, my mission is being rejected by Jews, so I'm going to go to the Gentiles. And that opens up the doors to everyone for us, because Paul's theology says, I'm not going to go to a select group only, I'm going to spread my word to all people. Okay, so now, now we have Jesus talking about another outsider, a Phoenician woman. Um, Jesus goes into the Canaanite area. You know that's enemy territory. So he's preaching everywhere else, and, and his reputation, just like we said, he proclaimed the gospel and cured people left and right, and everybody was excited in his community, those who were his followers. And, and you know, even in, among his followers, there were those who betrayed him and those who didn't follow him. So our encouragement is to keep following Jesus. But sometimes there are walls that prevent us. Greed, hate, selfishness, they, they prevent us from following Jesus. And again, as our guest said a few minutes ago, how the word of God has to go to all people and people whose language is different than us. And this is a great community for that because how many languages we, we celebrate here because of your ethnic background, because of your United Nations affiliation. We, we represent the universal church in a mini-cosmetic way. 
So Jesus is preaching, and he's preaching to Jews, and some of them are following him. And then he enters enemy territory, and a woman, a Canaanite, from that territory, they're non-believers, they're non-Jews, they don't get along with the Jews, they put Jesus in that group, they don't get along with Jesus. But this one hears, again, we go back to, to Matthew 4, Jesus proclaimed the gospel of the kingdom and cured every disease among the people. So, his reputation preceded him. She comes following him. You've got you to gotta imagine this. I, I don't know what she wore or the language she spoke, but she was definitely not a Jew. She was definitely an outsider. She was labeled, whether it was her clothing, her language, her accent, I don't know. But she was labeled as a non-Jew. So <laughs> this is, it's a funny kind of gospel. Um, so this woman's daughter is uh, being possessed by the devil. We don't know the exact details, but she's home. She's possessed by the devil. Maybe she had a mental disorder. Maybe she had a, a, a raging experience with Satan. I, I don't know. But, that, but the woman, the mother, comes to Jesus because, again, he cures people. So she's going after his reputation. He asks for it. You don't want people to follow you? Don't cure them. You don't want people to follow you? Don't make bread out of, out of rocks. You, you want people to follow you? Don't walk on water. But you do all those things. You feed people from a little piece of bread. You feed 5,000. You're going to get popular. Okay, so here is Jesus being confronted by this Syrophoenician woman just to let all of us, the readers, know she's a major outsider. Okay. Jesus, Jesus, son of David, give me, give me. You kidding me? That's exactly the, the reaction. Even the disciples, Jesus, this lady's following us. And I'm sure they didn't say lady. Send her away. Just think of Jesus being torn inside. He is sent to us. He sent to the Jews, and then his missionary lineage goes beyond the Jews to the world, Paul picks that up, to the Gentiles, to everyone. Now, Jesus is God, so he knows the whole picture, but Jesus as man is human, all God, all human, but as a human being, he has a reaction you and I would have a reaction to when someone we don't know calls us out, hey, 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 hey come here, come here, come here. And you've had that on the streets of New York, I'm sure. And you've had it anywhere you go with his strangers begging. Hey, come here, come here, come here, come here. Why? Because the beggar is looking for us as, as a source of salvation, help, assistance. So the Syrophoenician woman is saying, Jesus, Jesus, come, come, come here. I, I, I need a favor. I know you heal people. I know you take care of people. I need a favor. And the apostles, not naive but faithful, sent her away. Put yourself in those shoes or sandals. Put yourself in that position. An outsider, and I don't care who the outsider is, it could be a member of your child's group, his, his crowd, a classmate, it could be a neighbor that you don't know, an outsider asking you for something. Your first reaction may be warning, maybe terror, maybe fear, I don't know. 
I don't know what Jesus' reaction was, but Jesus stood the ground. She says to him, my daughter is dying. She's possessed by a demon. And Jesus says, I mean, talk about... It's, Jesus doesn't insult too often in the scriptures, but this is an insult. Now again, don't forget, he's a Jew, sent to the Jews. Eventually his mission will dovetail and go, go into the world. He'll reach out to Gentiles, he'll reach out to Syrophoenicians, he'll reach out to Canaanites, but not now. It's early on in this mission. And he just had a, a confrontation with Pharisees, so he's, he's fed up, he's out there going to mission territory, walking around, and the apostles say to him, Get rid of this broad. She's bothering us. She's distracting all the people who you're talking to. And she doesn't give up. Put yourself in her shoes. Don't ever give up on Jesus. She doesn't give up. She calls out that she wants her daughter healed. And the sarcasm is palpable. It's unbelievable. He says, Jesus, it's not right to take the food of children and throw it to the dogs. Implication, she's lower than a child. And ch children had no rights. Single women, no rights. No place in, in, in society. So he's insulting her beyond belief. And this is for you and for me. Don't give up on Jesus. Don't give up on him. She goes back to him and she says, Hey, Lord, even the dogs eat the scraps from the, the master's table. Now, that applies for most dogs, not my dog. My dog is Santa Ana. That's my dog. She doesn't eat any scraps from the table. That's the way she, we trained her. So this phrase is probably, you know, time-sensitive. Maybe the dogs from those people's tables ate food. That's fine. doesn't matter. doesn't happen to me. But it's a comeback. This is Jesus. I mean, we, we don't hear this too much. Jesus arguing with someone. I mean, think of, think of Jesus before Pilate. Did he argue? Are you a king? Pilate says, silence. Your people have sent me to you. Silence. So Jesus had a mouth. Jesus had a mind. Jesus had a guts. And here, I, for lack of a better word, humility. He's being confronted, and, and put, put yourself in that position. He's being confronted by a woman. Okay, hold on to that. He's being confronted by a woman who's an outsider. Hold on to that. She's being confronted by a woman who's a foreigner, and who, we don't even know where she comes from. And she's speaking to a Jewish rabbi. Right off the top, bad news, bad situation. If she was really talking to an ordinary rabbi, she could have been hurt drastically. Jesus reads her heart. He reads her mind, he hears her, her, her words, but he reads her heart. And she says, even... Dogs eat scraps. What are you going to do about that, Jesus? You're right, but even the dogs eat scraps. 
What are we talking about? Scraps of the Word of God. Little bits of information, whether it's just the ability to say Jesus, the ability to, to say our morning and evening prayers, the, the ability to uh, relate to others in a Christian attitude, even scraps of the mission of Jesus, even scraps of the, the preached word of Jesus will fill me, she's saying. Give me anything. Again, I encourage all of us to put ourselves in her shoes, not giving up on Jesus. I'll ask him, even though it seems like he's not answering me, I'll ask him. I'll knock and knock until I hear from him. And Jesus is not going to respond to you and me according to our will. Don't forget, the Lord's Prayer is our, is our, our constitution, you might say. Your will be done. That's our prayer. So pray for food, pray for clothing, pray for Aleppo, pray for, for uh, Hawaii, all the intentions that we need to pray for. God's will be done. And God's will is so important that it's on your and my shoulders. Because we're the ones who activate the word of God. Later on at the end of Mass, some of you will contribute to Father who came from Aleppo to talk about the missionary work there. But what you put in that basket is your gift to God, your participation in healing people you'll never meet. That's what's so beautiful about our universal faith, that we can help people we'll never meet and do God's will in the process. So she's saying, give me anything, even a scrap. And he's, he, he's impressed by her faith. He's impressed by the fact that she's not giving up. Now, well, you and I, if we were Jesus, we'd probably say, pain in the neck, get, get, get rid of her. No, he's impressed by the fact that she had just insulted him. She spoke to him on equal level, like person to person, not woman to man in those days, which would have been really uh, unusual. She speaks to him and says, hey, listen, put yourself in my shoes, Jesus. I'll take a scrap. Just heal my daughter. I may not be converted, but I'll take the scrap of faith that you bless me with. My words, not his. And Jesus is so impressed. So impressed. Your faith, your faith is great. That's us. Jesus talking to us no matter what the intention of our prayer is, as long as we place it in the hands of God. Jesus, I'm not letting you go. I'm going to keep praying for this intention until I have no more breath. And regrettably, human-wise, some of our intentions go down the drain. We pray for life, we pray for healing, and sometimes there's death and battles. But that doesn't annihilate our prayer. Our prayer is still sincerity between you and God. And that doesn't end. That connection that I'm praying for does not end because there was war in Syria, or there's war in Ukraine, or there's battles on our streets. That, that doesn't end. The prayer is still vital, and the prayer is still, as Jesus says, a symbol of 
the faith, the connection we have with each other. Think about your own love for your own family members. You make mistakes, I make mistakes, we, we cut each other off, we, who knows, we joke with each other, we hurt each other. We don't stop loving each other, and that's, put that in the line of faith. And that what, what, what goes on between sister-in-law, brother-in-law, father, mother, sister, child, doesn't matter. It doesn't break the love. When you ask Jesus anything in faith, it continues. Even though materially the response might not be as I want it to be, it continues. And Jesus responds to us. You've got great faith. This is good. Keep up the faith. God is not a genie. Don't rub the lamp and say, oof, here's my prayer. No. We work toward our prayers. That's our mission as Catholics. We work with our faith, and we place our prayers before Jesus, and we pursue him continuously. The woman's daughter was healed. Jesus makes it clear in other parts of the Gospels that it wasn't him who healed the daughter, in this case. It was her faith. That is so important. Your faith can move mountains. Jesus said to her, your faith healed your daughter. The same person who walked on water, multiplied bread, and all those wonderful things, puts it back into her hands. Your faith. Imagine Jesus saying this to every one of us. Your faith has caused your prayer to be answered. Pursue Jesus. Pursue Jesus and don't let him go.